recovers. Prayerfully, his family won't get what he's got. Uh, we need to keep that in prayer. Um, this morning, we are going to be in the book of Hosea, actually. Uh, we'll see if we have time to get back to First Peter, but for now, uh, we're going to uh, go back uh, into the Old Testament. Uh, the old, one of the Old Testament prophets, uh, and uh, we'll be uh, picking up where we were about 10 Sundays ago, I think I was. I was uh, before you uh, as our pastor and his family were away, and we read in Hosea uh, chapter 6. Together, we just looked at the first three verses uh, at that time, and uh, there are 11 verses there, um, so uh, we'll take some time to go through those and then uh, uh, look at some other scriptures in First in Peter. Um, I've been enjoying the messages on uh, the armor of God that our pastor has been presenting, and uh, you know it, it's gone along well with uh, a lot of the scriptures that I've been reading in other places of God's word, uh, reminding me. And, and this uh, passage here also reminds us of the importance of, of uh, putting on the armor, uh, even though it won't be uh, specifically mentioned in, in, the, in the scripture, it will be implied through as we, as we go through this. So I encourage you to, uh, to be back next Sunday for our pastor to continue uh, that series. And uh, and you can let him know once in a while that he's, that, uh, that he's doing well uh, and be an encouragement uh, to him. Uh, believe me, he won't, he, won't, he won't get a swelled head over it. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll also humble him. Uh, that's what we do. Uh, but uh, it's good to, to be an encouragement to him and, and to just to bring up how the Lord's been leading you in your daily uh, reading and, and how it uh, goes along with the messages as, as he presents them. Uh, that's an encouragement, I know, uh, to him. And uh, we should uh, continue to do that. So we'll be in Hosea uh, chapter 6. And uh, uh, we'll uh, go ahead and, and read uh, the, the first uh, or all 11 verses that are here in Hosea chapter 6. It says, Come unto us, let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn, and he will heal us. He hath smitten, and he will bind us up. After two days will he revive us, and on the third day will he raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. Then shall we know, if we follow on to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning, and shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. O Ephraim, what shall I do unto thee? O Judah, what shall uh, I do unto thee? For your goodness is as the morning cloud, and as the early dew it goeth away. Therefore have I hewn them with, uh, by the prophets. I have slain them by the words of my mouth, and thy judgments are as the light that goeth forth. For I desired mercy and not sacrifice, and, I, and the knowledge of God is more than burnt offerings. But they, like men, have transgressed the covenant uh, for they, uh, but, but they, like men, have transgressed the covenant. They have, there have they uh, dealt treacherously against me. Gilead is a city of them that worketh iniquity and is polluted with blood. And as troops of robbers wait for a man so that the company of the priests murder in the way by consent. For they commit lewdness. I have seen a horrible thing in the house of Israel, 
There is whoredom of Ephraim. Israel is defiled. O Judah, he hath set a harvest for thee. When I return the captivity of my people. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask that uh, your will be done uh, this morning, Lord, as we uh, look at these passages, Lord, that uh, we would be reminded of who you are, and Lord, in, in our obligation to follow after you, to seek after you, first for salvation, and then as we continue to, uh, to, to live our lives, Lord, that we wouldn't leave them unto ourselves, but Lord, that we would live them unto you. Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, in uh, a few weeks ago, we went through the first three verses, and hopefully that sounded a little bit familiar to you. It's only been 10 weeks, so you've got to remember something, hopefully, from the past. Uh, but uh, uh, here, Hosea is a prophet of God, and he has been sent by God to the northern kingdom, uh, to Israel, and to, uh, uh, to be a prophet to them and to, and to explain to them, uh, not, uh, not to give them a pat on the back, necessarily, but to remind them that God is their king and remind them that they're to, 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 uh, to seek after God and to put God first. And uh, it was a period of time of great prosperity for the northern kingdom at this time. Uh, Jeroboam was, was the king. Uh, they uh, had, uh, it, by all counts from, from a worldly fashion, Jeroboam was a great king. Uh, he, he had uh, taken the kingdom as king from his father. There was a smooth transition that had taken place. Uh, there was great affluence in, in Israel during this time, especially during, uh, for the upper class. Uh, in Israel, the lower class never really had it uh, quite as good at any point in time, even in Jesus' day. But for the upper class, uh, there certainly was, was affluence going on. Their military was strong. Uh, and as a result, all of the other nations were, were, were not picking on them. They were not attacking them because they were afraid of, of, of Israel and its great, uh, great military. Uh, the nation was stable. Uh, there, was, there was a long uh, period of, uh, of, of kings, successive kings, and that period was about to end, but uh, up until uh, Jeroboam, the, the, that had been that way. Uh, their economy was strong. Uh, they had good trade with other countries. Um, the future was bright for them, and the mood was very optimistic. And the idea that there would be any uh, uh, judgment from God coming to them was very remote. They, it wasn't even in their mind. It wasn't even something that they uh, considered. But... Hosea came to remind them that they were spiritually corrupt, that they had uh, taken the, the benefits that God had blessed them with, and they had, instead of blessing God and praising God back, they had used them to, for their own good. They had uh, taken the, those blessings and, and they had uh, uh, turned them into their own gain. They had stopped reading God's word. They had stopped uh, depending on God. You know, it's amazing. Sometimes we go through a, a time where everything is going well, and sometimes we forget to read God's word. And that's exactly what was happening uh, here in Israel. Whereas when, when things are going bad, what's the first thing people do? They, they turn to God, right? Uh, and, and so uh, uh, here they had uh, gone through this prosperity, and they had forgotten God. They had stopped uh, uh, seeking his counsel. And all of their decisions were based on what made good sense to them. 
<laughs> what made good financial sense, what made good practical sense, what, what was convenient for them. And so we find in a lot of ways uh, parallels to, to our society uh, today. And we see here in verse 4 a lament from God. You notice what he says. He says, O oh, oh Ephraim, and that was another way of saying Israel. Uh, he says, O oh, Ephraim, what shall I do unto thee? O oh, Judah, which was the, the southern kingdom, so he's not leaving Judah out of this. He says, O oh, Judah, what shall I do unto thee? For your goodness is as the morning cloud, and as the early dew, it goeth away. God was lamenting over the fact of what they were depending on what they considered goodness. He, he, uh, he, uh, this is, is where uh, if they had followed on, we read in verse 3, uh, followed on to, to, to know God, that they wouldn't have had this problem. But you see, they had stopped following on to know God. They had uh, received God for all of his blessings. Oh, great. But then they wanted to do things in their, in their way. And they had stopped following on to know the Lord's way. And now they're, they're uh, in, this, uh, in this predicament where God is lamenting over them. Had they followed on to know the Lord, uh, the God would never have needed to lament over their sinfulness over what they considered to be good instead of what God had considered uh, to be good. And the last time we were together, we, we looked over in the book of Romans in chapter 11, and we saw in verse uh, 22 uh, a parallel scripture to this. And that reminds us that this idea still is uh, going ongoing today, that uh, we, uh, we receive the goodness of God but we have an obligation to continue in his goodness. Otherwise, we'll be cut off. Now, it doesn't mean we'll be cut off from his salvation, but it does mean we'll be cut off from his blessings. And that was about to happen in Israel. This was just before that was, that was about to happen. Hosea was sent as a prophet to warn uh, Israel about this, but they wouldn't have it. They didn't listen to God's prophet. The problem was that Israel's goodness was as the morning cloud. It didn't last very long. As soon as the sun comes up, that morning mist disappears. It drives off that morning cloud. Their goodness uh, was, uh, was gone uh, with the morning dew. It was just there for a temporary time, and it didn't last. And you know, sometimes we can... We can uh, take a look at what, what our goodness is, and we can judge whether it is of God or of us by how long it lasts and what the blessings really are. Uh, is it just good for us, or is it a benefit towards the glory of God? And that's where they had their problem, because it didn't glorify God. It only glorified themselves. So they tried to do what they thought was right, they tried to make decisions that they thought were good decisions, but their own righteousness wasn't good enough. Because <laughs> they weren't depending on God's righteousness. They were depending on their own righteousness. As a matter of fact, in the scripture, it, it talks about that, that they would go. They, they still went to the house of God. They still offered their sacrifices. But then they went back home and they did as they pleased. Hosea 
verse 5, chapter 6 and verse 5, uh, explains what God had done uh, to them. He says, therefore I have hewn them by my prophets. They, they, they cut them. He, God was cutting them down by their prophets, trying to get them to stop doing what they were doing. He was cutting them down and saying, having the prophets uh, uh, repeat to them what was good according to God's word, not according to their own goodness. But they didn't listen to the prophets. As a matter of fact, Jesus later uh, spoke to them and, 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 and talked to, against them, saying that they had killed their prophets. Certainly, some of them were. And the reason why they killed some of God's prophets was to keep them from talking, to keep them shut up. We, we have uh, uh, some of those accounts are, are given to us in God's word. We see what they did to, to Jeremiah. And what he was going through is he was trying to proclaim God's word. They put him in a hole, <laughs> right? And all the mire and the clay. They didn't want to hear the prophets, but they were prophets of God. He also says, he says, I have slain them by the words of my mouth, right? The problem was they weren't listening. They had despised the prophets. And, and God tells uh, uh, through Isaiah, he says, I have slain Israel by my words of my mouth. He reminds them in the last part of this that his judgments are there for a reason. He says, and thy judgments are as the light that goeth forth. God's judgments that he gives to us are there for a reason. They're, they're there to help guide us. They're to be that light to our feet that, 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 that we can go through. I have enjoyed uh, our Wednesday evening uh, Bible study that's, that's focusing in on, on Psalm 119. And uh, the, the expression that David had uh, towards God's judgments was delight. The expression that, that David had towards God's law was that it was right, that it was good. Now, David understood he was not good. <laughs> David understood that he uh, could, could, could fall short of those judgments, that he could uh, go against those laws, but that was because he was human. It didn't make God's law bad. <laughs> it showed him how bad he was and how much he needed the righteousness of God. And that's what the judgments here should have shown uh, the, the children of Israel as they, as they uh, are speaking here. God reminds them that, that his judgments are light to their path, where they were going. You look at verse 6. He says, For I desired mercy, not sacrifice, and knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. See, they were offering their offerings thinking that that's all they had to do. But God reminds them that he desires mercy. God is a merciful God, but he also requires it of us to love his mercy. God desires the knowledge of God more than the fact that they were following the law and completing the burnt offerings. And they were just doing the burnt offerings without understanding with the knowledge of God and by rejecting the knowledge of God. See, Israel's thinking had to change. And the only solution was for them to humble themselves and come back to God and to seek after God's way 
so that way they could start doing it according to, uh, with the right heart, with the right motive. Those things they were doing, as far as the sacrifices, they weren't bad in and of themselves. It was their motives for doing them. And it was the effect that it had on their hearts. It didn't have any change in what they did. They just went back home and they did things as they had always done. See, Satan had pulled the old bait and switch on them. (laughs) Satan had convinced them, hey, you just keep doing your sacrifices. You offer your burnt offerings. And then you can go do whatever you want. Do what makes sense to you. Do what feels good for you. Well, that sounds a lot like our society today. But according to verse 7, it says, But they, like men, have transgressed the covenant, and they have dealt treacherously against me. See, in their sinfulness, they had dealt in treachery against God himself by not following those things. And they had no idea. They, had, they, they thought they were doing the right thing. See, Satan had convinced them as long as they offered this, the sacrifices, as long as they uh, offered those burnt offerings, according to the letter of the law, then they were righteous. But God was reminding them they're not righteous according to God's word. They are righteous according to their own word. And that was dangerous. Instead of returning to God and doing justly according to God's word, instead of loving mercy, and instead of walking humbly before their God and asking God to change their minds, to change their habits, what did they do? They doubled down on their sinfulness. They just kept doing it. And they kept doing it. They kept uh, teaching uh, the people around them, teaching uh, their children those, those habits. And pretty soon, it had effects all around them that they could see. You could see that the city of Gilead, what does it say about that? The city of Gilead uh, was polluted with the blood. Right? That was the blood of those sacrifices. It wasn't, it wasn't a sweet savor to God. It was pollution because of the sinfulness that they were doing, completing as they were offering those sacrifices. It affected their priests. Look there, it says in verse 9 that, uh, and as troops of robbers wait for man, so the company of priests. Well, that's not a very good uh, explanation or a very good proclamation of what the priests were supposed to be. They should not have been referred to as a group of robbers, right? <laughs> they should not have been, uh, uh, he goes on to even, even say, he says, for uh, it says, the company of priests murder in the way by consent. The priests were in consent to what was happening in, in, the, in, in Israel. It was because that lack of knowledge of God didn't just uh, stop at the, uh, at, the, at the temple gate, but it penetrated in and it penetrated the minds and the hearts of the priests. And over time, then, Satan had them. Their minds were set. They weren't going to change. When God sent his prophet, what did they do? They ignored him. When God sent his prophet, what did they do? They made fun of them. What did they do? They attacked them. That was all Satan's uh, plan, was to to get the people to stop listening to the truth of God. Nothing was going to change their minds, according to, to the way they were acting. 
And we think about, what about us today? Does God lament over us in verse 4 as He did over Ephraim? Instead of, you know, oh Ephraim, what shall I do? Maybe it's, oh church, what shall I do? The second lament, maybe, you know, we, we, we get more personal with we put our, our names there. It says, what shall I do unto thee? For thy goodness is as, who could fill in the blank? Is our goodness as God intends it to be, based on his righteousness? Or is our goodness based on what we think is right in our goodness? If you go back to 1 Peter, where we were, only this time I want to go to 1 Peter in chapter 1 in the New Testament and look at a parallel passage here. 1 Peter chapter 1 and look over at verse 22. It says, Seeing ye have purified your souls and obeying the truths through the Spirit unto unfeigned love for the brethren, See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. That's the, that's the fruit of what a church is to produce. Right? That's telling us that, that uh, what we are doing is based on God's righteousness when that is the fruit we produce. Verse 23 goes on, he says, Being born again, not with corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all glory of man is as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word by which the gospel is preached unto you. Peter here is reminding us of the same principle that Hosea was reminding the people of Israel about. That it's the word of God that's important. He reminds us that our goodness, if it's based on our flesh, it can last. He says, we, we're, we're, we're like the grass, right? As, as he says there uh, in in. Uh, Verse 24, but even, even worse than that, he says, all flesh is as grass, and all glory of man is as the flower. The flower doesn't last very long. Some flowers only last a few hours before they're dead. Right? If the glory of man, if our goodness is what we're trusting on, it's not going to last. And that's why we need to trust and rely on the goodness of God, the righteousness of God. And it's explained here by Peter that we first need to be born again in verse 23. Not of corruptible seed, not born again by, by the flesh, but born again by the Spirit of God. Goodness is based on God's word, not, not ours. And when we trust the goodness that's based on our word, it's not going to last. Our goodness must be based on the word of God that endures forever. If you notice that, uh, that statement in there in verse 25, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. 
And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Peter knew firsthand that his goodness didn't last. Right? He had already tried that. We know a lot about Peter. We get to see his life. He knew that if he was going to trust on his goodness, it wouldn't go last. He didn't even last till the cock crew in the morning, right? Before he had denied Jesus three times. It's because he was trying to do it on his own goodness. But he learned a lesson through all of that. Here we find Peter reminding us and writing to us after all the things that he had been through. You think about Peter's life. He had been through a lot. He had, he had, some things were very good. He had spent three years being taught by Jesus. It must have been pretty exciting uh, to go through and to see those miracles. He, he was the one, remember, he was one of the ones that got to the tomb early and saw the empty tomb. He got to see Jesus again. He got to see the, the nail prints that were in his hand. Uh, he, he, he got to watch as Jesus ascended up into heaven. All of these things were, were, in, Jesus, were, in, were in Peter's mind, but, but we're also understanding that, that God gave him a challenge, right? He says uh, the church was going to be built on Peter, and, and certainly he, he was obedient to that. We see at the day of Pentecost that he preached and, and 3,000 souls were saved. He was with John when they healed the lame man after Jesus had ascended. And he was the one that God had given him a vision to see that the gospel was also to go to the Gentiles. He was used by God. <laughs> and yet, he still failed when he counted on his own goodness. He failed by denying Jesus. But even after years of all of these things happening, he got reprimanded by Paul, right? Right? to his face because of what he was doing, because his actions didn't match what God had said. Now, Peter's writing to us some 10 years after that event, and it's, it's almost like Peter's written these, these, these two uh, letters uh, to remind us, and he says that. He's going to bring these things into our remembrance. So in essence, essence, he's saying, so you don't make the same mistakes I did. I don't want you going through those things. He says that doesn't doesn't feel good when when God convicts your heart. It doesn't feel good when those things take place. So So he's explaining to us how we can trust on God's goodness, trust on God's word and the gospel. So that way it takes all the weight off from us. Peter laments to us in a way that reminded me of Hosea when, when, when Hosea uh, lamented to us. Look over what we read uh, at the beginning uh, for our scripture reading over in chapter 2 of First Peter and look at uh, verses 11 and 12. 
says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you, as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against your soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may be your good works, which they shall behold. Glorify God in the day of visitation. Why was Peter lamenting this? Why was he uh, begging us? That's really what that, what that uh, word beseech means. He's begging us and he's calling us dearly beloved. Those that, are, that were saved, those that had, had received Jesus in their hearts, he's begging us not to commit the same sins that he committed. Why? Because for the sake of the gospel. He says, those, those Gentiles that, that, uh, that you're speaking to, they're angry at you. They're speaking against you. They're, they're, they're uh, uh, making up things about you. He says, don't, don't fight back using the same things that they're fighting you against. He says, in fact, he says, submit yourselves to them. That's kind of a odd way to, 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 to look at that. But that was what God was calling uh, us to do, is to remember the only thing that separates us from them is the gospel. The only thing that, that separates us from, from these men that speak against God is the fact that they don't understand God's word. It's up to us to, to, to maintain a, a, a presence and to maintain a testimony before them that will be able to give them the opportunity to allow us to speak to them about the truth. Look down at verse 15 with me, verse 15 through 17. For so is the will of God that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free and not using your liberty as a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. We have a responsibility to use our liberty. We are to use it not as a cloak of maliciousness, right? Not, not, as, uh, not as the same way that the Israelites were using it, right? Because if you look at the Old Testament, the Israelites, uh, they, were, they were using that as a, as a cloak or something they were putting on. They were still doing the sacrifices. They were still doing those things, thinking then that they had goodness. <laughs> but they didn't. The will of God is that we put to silence those things. In in verse 16, and as free, meaning we are free from our sins, and not using our liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but to use it as a servant of God. Israel used their position as a, as a position of authority. They, they liked ruling over people. We look at what the Pharisees did. They were in a, in, in a, in a great position to serve the, the Lord. The only thing was they forgot the Lord. And so they started to serve themselves. And that's what Jesus reprimanded them for when he came. 
And we have to be careful we don't fall into that same trap. Peter understood that. He's explaining that to us, and that's why he's lamenting. That's why he's begging us not to act that way. Israel was using their liberty for a cloak of maliciousness and sinfulness in Hosea chapter 6. They were trying to cover their evil deeds with the offerings of sacrifices. They refused what God desired. They refused mercy. Right? They refused to let the knowledge of God change them. They refused to let the word of God come be, be like that mirror that they looked into and they saw the reflection of it and they went, wow, I've got to change something. Instead, they threw away the mirror. They threw away the word of God. Their minds were made up and no prophet of God was going to change it. We need to reflect on what Peter is writing to us and ask ourselves, what about us? Do we deal treacherously with God? That's a pretty heavy question. Well, if we rely on our own goodness and what we think is right, then yeah. But if we rely on God and his goodness in doing what he has said is right, then no, we're not dealing treacherously. We're dealing, we're, we're dealing with God in, in faith. And that's what he desires. We need to rely on God's judgments and his word to be that light that shows us the direction we are to go. And we need to rely on the word of God to correct us when the way we're going isn't the right direction. This morning as we consider the truth of what God says, I go back to that lament in Hosea. He says, O Ephraim, what shall I do unto thee? O Judah, what shall I do unto thee? For your goodness is as the morning cloud. As the early dew, it goeth away. I ask you this morning, what is your goodness? Is it based on what Peter learned, that it's the word of God, that it's the gospel? Or is it based on your own goodness and what you think is right? That's a difference. We ask this morning as we uh, close that you just consider your daily Bible study. Is it something that you depend on? Or is it just something that you do once in a while? See, God's word can be a lamp under our feet if we let it. But we need to let the Holy Spirit of God teach us we need to let the Holy Spirit not, not justify what we're doing in our own goodness, but convict us of what we're doing in our own goodness. This morning, as we, as we close, the first place to, uh, to start with is, is exactly what Peter had said about the Word of God, and that is it needs first to be the gospel that comes to us that shines that light onto our hearts so that we can see our need of the Savior. He says, For all flesh is as grass, and all glory of man is as the flower of the grass. 
The grass withereth and the flower uh, thereof falleth away, but the word of God endureth forever. We need to put our faith and our trust in the thing that goes on forever, that endures forever, and that is God's word. Won't you come this morning if you've never trusted and depended upon his word? Let's pray. Lord, we are thankful that we can be in your house. So we're thankful uh, for the understanding that you provide to us. Lord, we're thankful for your spirit that teaches us. Lord, we are thankful that uh, we are able to, to read and understand the word of God. Lord, we pray that uh, we would do so in a way that honors you, glorifies you. Lord, that we would respond to it in a, in a way that it, that's a humbling of our hearts, not a hardening of our hearts. Lord, we pray that uh, you would watch over us as we uh, go through our day, Lord, that we would honor and glorify you through it, and that you would continue uh, to let us meditate upon your word throughout the day. We give you praise, we give you honor. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.